welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. What do you do when things aren't flowing with your launch? Whether you're offering a product or service in your online business or your brick and mortar, it is a lot with a million moving parts, including the actual product or service, marketing it, selling it, managing your fears and doubts, your excitement, and all of the things. Anytime we're launching something new, there comes an energy of uncertainty. So managing that and aligning with it in a way that creates a successful result, plus dealing with when that isn't happening, when the opposite is happening and things are not flowing in your launch, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. In this episode, my friend Emma Jensen is back, who's a human design expert, and she's going to be breaking things down in only the way that she can related to the energetics of launching. Hello, gorgeous souls. I am so excited. So Emma Jensen is back, one of my soul sisters who is the most brilliant animal communicator and also human design expert. So I've studied with Emma privately over the last few years um, about human design. And I was in Sedona last week and Emma reached out because she was having an issue with a launch that she was doing and it unfolded into the most amazing conversation involving my own launch. And there were so many like wonderful insights on both sides. And I thought we need to get back on and uh, record this. I hadn't even unpacked my underwear when I was talking to her in Sedona, never mind my podcast equipment. So I was like, let's do this again. <laughs> because we are now in the era of authenticity and transparency. And there's, I believe, so much of that needed in the process of launching. And when I say launching, what I mean is launching a program or a service or a business. There's so much opposite to that that has happened in the past out of ego and other things. Like, you know, some of my favorites were always like, you get the email, like, due to a technical glitch, we're leaving the cart open for another 48 hours. It's like, there's no motherfucking technical glitch. Your launch sucked. And that's cool. We've all been there, but just own it. Like I, you don't need to explain anything, but I have seen recently, like things were slow right before, you know, right before this Pluto transition. And like, even people that put up big numbers were like, oh gosh, things are clunky right now. And so I was getting emails from some of my mentors, like, we're just gonna leave the card open for a little while. And I appreciated that just not needing to say something either way. It's just like, this is what it is. And that felt like a shift for me to experience as an end user. So now I'm just rambling. So I'm gonna, so hello, Emma. Hi, <laughs> I love hearing you ramble. It's the best. <laughs> I totally get it too. And I... And the authenticity side of it, I think owning it, I think for us too, like the way that I just, and launching feels like the word, the wrong word to even yeah. use anymore. Yeah. But when I introduced my latest group yes. program yep. for animal communication, I did it in such a way that there was no start date. 
-hmm. So it was, this is the number that we need. Like I was very transparent on the page. It said, we need at least four people in order to get this thing started. So nothing's going to be set until we have four people committed. And then once that, once we have that number, then we're good to go. And it was for me creating that number. It wasn't from a, I need this number because it's the amount of money I want. Mm -hmm. It was, this is what feels like needs to be there for this container, for the, the transformation and success of those in the container. Yeah. And so that holds a different frequency and a different energy when people are looking at it too, because they can feel more of that expansive energy of they want me here because it's for my greatest good and all of that versus they want me here because this is the number that they want. And not to say, saying like, I want this many people for this amount of money is bad or wrong. And if that's the only reason that you want that many people or that number, then I think that's something to look at to see, okay, where's the authenticity of who I am and what I want and the reason that I'm doing this container in general and allowing that to lead you. Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, it's funny. I was just thinking about my husband when you were saying that because we, we both, both of our businesses are very spiritual in nature. And so for us, it isn't just about the money, but there are industries where it is. And that's totally cool. And what we're talking about right now is energetics. Like my husband's industry, it's like, it's all about the money. You know, like he always says when he's interviewing salespeople, if he asks them, what are they motivated by? If, if money isn't the answer, then they're not getting hired. And that's, that's the energetics of that industry that he's in. And we are in different energetics. And that's really what you were talking about was, yeah, there's, there's a honoring my time and energy, having the boundary around that of like, there's a certain amount of people that I need. There's a certain financial number in order for this to feel good and worthy for me to show up my best and do the thing. Um, But also there's the energetics of alignment with how people will experience the program. Yeah. And that was, as you felt through that, that was that number four. And I loved, so when Emma and I were talking, there was a point where there was a little glitch in your, in your process. And that was what we went to is like the energetics of it, breaking that down. And that's really what had just happened with the launch that I went through with Michael Smith in our program, which the card is still open and I will get into it. <laughs> but why that makes me laugh. This is the era that we're in of like looking for those energetic matches or mismatches. And that's that's what creates the gateway to openness. And like, I just want to celebrate you in the program that you're in because you basically ended up enrolling double those people. And we did an an entrepreneur energetic session. I don't know. It was a while ago. And I was like, I don't usually say this is what you should be doing, but Sparrow was like basically hitting me on the head. Like she needs to be working with animals. She needs to be doing the animal thing, the animal thing. And then that's why the void was showing up in other areas for you. And then you take the leap. You not just based on what I said, but you tuning into your own wisdom, your own channel. And what came through was like, yeah, this is it. And then you do that. And then the first launch you it's eight people, which that's, that's a really good number for a first time launch. 
So congrats. Thank you. Yeah. It, it has been such a lesson of listening mm-hmm. and trusting timing mm-hmm. because I have a history of getting the inspiration to do a group program, mm-hmm. usually in human design, not usually always in human design. Mm-hmm. And I take that inspiration and I like lead with it, like right after and crickets and nothing happens. And this one, I really allowed it to essentially be like a really slow burn. I received the inspiration for this container back in, I think, November. We had our session, I think, in December, which was the validation of, yes, this is what you need to do. And at the time, you know, we walked, we talked through the the different barriers I was putting in place before to be able to move forward with it. And then I had a month, two months later, I had a client ask me, um, can you teach, like, can you do this? Can you teach this to me? Like, I want to do this. And I was like, I don't know that I'm there yet. And then, you know, I got that final inspiration or motivation revelation push that was like, all right, time's now. Mm -hmm. And everything unfolded in such an ease filled way that, yep. Yeah. That I was like, okay, this is what, but it was working through the fears that I have within my own human design that were showing up that, that were saying, you know, like, who are you to do this? And you're doing it in such a different way than you've seen or been part of, and is it going to work and all these different things. And so it was really trusting that the divine was giving me exactly what I needed in order to do what I needed to do in order to be able to serve in the way that I needed to serve and then trusting myself that I would be able to be that vessel to be able to deliver what it was that needed to be delivered in each of those calls and for those people. And it's been absolutely amazing so far. And everybody is like, everyone who's meant to be there is there and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful. As you were talking, I kept thinking, trust, trust. And then you said that word and it's, you know, trusting that you're going to receive from the divine and trusting in yourself. So it's like, there's so much, you know, vertical we've talked about on this podcast. Everyone is listening. Like the vertical is that like our channel, like think of like a vertical line up to the divine. And then the horizontal is the 3d, the stuff that we take care of. And you were doing it on both ends because a lot of times what happens is we, do one or the other. So we get the fear activates, right? And then we start taking so much action that's not aligned, which is maybe the example that you shared originally where like you get the hit and then it's boom, straight into action. So you're not keeping in that case, which we've all done that, right? Like we're not keeping the the authenticity and the purity vibrationally of the inspiration, we we are manhandling it and and changing the nature of it by forcing it into the 3D. The work you primarily were doing on the on the horizontal was actually like, like you said, managing, working through the fears and also trusting in the divine. So it's not just completely on your shoulders, which is what can happen when you're launching something. It's your business. It can feel like it all falls on you. So I love that beautiful example. And also what I love is that it's like, it's so risky this first time that you do it. And the next time there will be proven and established trust like that it works. So it gets easier over time. But like in those moments of fear, what was, how are you processing that? So it was a lot of coming back to what I already knew to be true. 
So when I, when I felt like, who am I to do this? Yeah. I came back to, well, who are you not to do it? So you can do this. You've been doing it for a while and you don't have to teach. My thing was, you know, the way that I do it isn't the way that everybody's going to do it. And I want to help people find their way to do it. Ooh, yes. And so I was like, I want to make sure that I am supporting them in the best possible way and I'm helping them to find their way. And so once I was able to release the, it's not my job for them to like find their way, like it's not my job to find it for them. It's my job to create the space and to give the tools for them to get to explore what it is for them and to get to practice and to get to basically give the permission to try and see what happens and kind of feel around if they need to. That was when I was like, okay, that feels better. So it was a lot of coming back to, okay, well, what would feel good or what would make you feel better about it? And then a lot of it was just really allowing the energy to build until it got to the point where the divine literally said like, the time is now, like it's, you, you can't wait anymore. And then it it wasn't as scary as if I had done it two months earlier because I felt much more ready Yeah, because I'd allowed that energy to build and that knowing to build. And I've been able to kind of sit with the fears because I know my fears very well from just living my life and from human design. Yeah. I'm able to see them and then I'm able to not attach to them so much. And I'm able to see them at a little bit more of a surface level and like arm's length versus them being all of me and attaching to it and making it my own. I'm able to kind of take that step back and say, okay, like, let's look at this from a more objective standpoint. Yeah. And how much am I letting this rule my life Mm -hmm. versus help helping me make it better? right? Because fear isn't always terrible. It can also help elevate things if you're allowing it to fill in the places and spaces that, you know, that maybe you were uncertain about before. And now because it brought your attention there, now you feel a lot more, a lot more strengthened in that area to be able to move forward with knowingness. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to bring everyone through energetically what just happened because I know there's a lot of empaths and intuitives and, um, witches, good witches who listen to this podcast. And when Emma started, when I first asked that question, you'll notice that Emma started talking about how she had the question, like, well, who am I to do this? And that is a solar plexus. You know, if you go back and listen to the business chakra episodes, that's a solar plexus issue. Like that's questioning worthiness in a sense, which happens to us anytime we haven't, we're doing something new, like that is a natural response. And so then you, you started responding like, well, who am I not to? And for those of you who are tracing Emma's energy, it's like, okay, there's kind of like a little bit of a ping pong match going on there, but then I'm looking at her so I could see it, but you could also feel if you're just listening to this, then actually what she did, which is what I always recommend is like, going up to a different vibrational chakra. So then Emma actually hopped up to her throat because she started talking about expressing this program in a way that was aligned for her and helping other people do that through this program. And that's the expression center, which is the throat chakra. So instead of staying at that energy level of like back and forth, yes, I'm worthy. No, I'm not. 
she goes up to the throat chakra, which is that's when your energy totally opened up when you started talking about that. And that's where the flow got created when you up leveled to a different vibrational space. And then you talked about how it's pouring through the divine, which is coming through you, which is that crown connection with like greater universal energy. So those two are really like elevating you. And what was interesting at the very end, you came back and you're like, and the confidence was there, which confidence is a balanced solar plexus. So I love how you just took us on that chakra journey because that's what's happened. Like if we try to wrestle energy for energy, like unbalanced with balance, shadow with light in the same vibration, it's just wrestling with the pig in the mud. When we then take it to a next, a different vibration, then we can pull ourselves out. And the result ended up being that that center, that solar plexus was complete light at the end of that journey for you. That was amazing. Thank you (laughs) for me to bring bring me through that, that being able to hear it in that way, it helps ground that process and that, and everything in such a deeper way for me. So thank you for that. That was amazing for me. It was a journey for sure. It was, it was a few months journey and it was exactly what needed to happen in order for the right people to be there. And for me to be in the space that I need to be in, in order to serve in the way that I need to serve. That's so amazing. And so different to how you've managed it in the past and so aligned with where we are right now. Um, You know, when I was at the journey in Sedona this time, one of the messages that my mentor Krista channeled was like about spaciousness. Mm -hmm. And that's really like, I know I just take a deep breath thinking that like, and you just like, let's just pause for a minute, like spaciousness, like just say that word and inhale spaciousness. It feels like such a luxury, that energy, because we're so squished and suffocated and bombarded with easy schedules and like all the things. And what you did was really give that process of this program space yeah, for the energy to work itself out. Yeah. I think it can be so easy to get caught up in the, you know, the fear of time running out of there not being enough time or not capitalizing on things. And, you know, there's so many societal norms or online business norms or different conditioning out there that says you're supposed to do things in a certain way, right? Right. If you're launching something, you're supposed to do a masterclass or a challenge or something to bring people into this program or this thing that you're, you're creating. Right. And even the term program and course, like don't feel that good anymore, which is really interesting when I was when I was talking about this container I was creating about how, how do I speak about it in a way that it feels in alignment, but, you know, and also using terms that people understand and, and course and program just didn't feel vibrationally right. But being able to allow the space for the energy to, to build, to be able to direct you in the right possible direction yeah, and trusting that that is going to be the timing that you're meant to be on and not rushing it or not feeling like you have to capitalize or you have to force or you have to do things or you have to do things in a certain way. Cause I didn't do a masterclass or a challenge or anything. Cause that didn't feel in alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where sometimes you have to look to other creators or other 
spiritual people or other online people in general and see what they're doing to allow them to expand you and your subconscious to see that it is possible so that you can take on that belief and allow yourself to shed the one that isn't serving you. Because if you feel like you have to do something and it doesn't feel right, but you feel like you're supposed to do it that way, that belief is likely not serving you. And so tapping into what would, and then finding whatever evidence you need in order to expand you so that you can believe that going forward. Yes. I love that. I love that so much because there's a million ways to do anything these days. And so tuning in and trusting your own antenna for that, and then having the courage and the trust, like you said, to follow through on that path leads to the result that you're seeking or the energy that you're seeking. Um, And I just want to say for anyone who's listening to this is like, oh, that's lovely, but I have bills to pay. I want to, let's do a little energetics 101. So if you have bills to pay this month, energetically speaking, what's a mismatch is relying on this brand new program that you're launching because something that's like brand new, like this program that Emma launched or the one that Michael and I are launching, it's an unknown. There's a high level of uncertainty in that and uncertainty, you know, I've just talked about the gift of uncertainty in that class and, um, a little bit on here, but Uncertainty is the field of possibilities, right? So there's so many possibilities that can happen when we're trying something new, launching something new, trying something different. And that's a very like, can you feel my energy? It's like a very open energy, right? Now, if I then swing into an energy, it's like, I need $5,000 this month because I have to pay this. It's like, I can feel my energy constricting. And there's nothing wrong with that need, by the way. That's a real need that you have to pay bills and do things. Mm -hmm. but this is something that comes up a lot in entrepreneur energetic sessions. Like then that is an energy of need. It's of immediacy. It's of a guarantee. It's of certainty. And like we just said, this program up here, if you're launching a new is uncertainty. So if you need certainty, then you need to make money this month doing something that's certain for you, like the usual sessions, the same old sessions that you always do, or something that you've offered in the past that you know will get you X amount of dollars per month. But where so many energetic fuck-ups happen, I've just like started whispering like my daughter's here. Meanwhile, I'm in my new office and no one's here, is is that lost my train of thought. Like do something certain if you need a certain return. But when you try to tangle and place certainty on something that is uncertain, that's where you hijack because then you're putting a much more constrictive energy on something that is deserves to have the energy of possibility surrounding it. Am I expl- Does that make sense to you, Emma, as I'm saying this? Because I Yeah, know 100%. Okay. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who are listening and you're like, well, that's lovely, but I got to pay the bills, then do something that you've already done that, you know, can pay the bills and let this new thing breathe in the space of uncertainty and possibility. Totally. So now that we've got that covered (laughs) now, but no, I say that because I see that so often. Yeah. And with a little bit of planning, we don't have to smother the uncertainty and the beauty and the possibility of something new with the predictability of what I need to pay this month. Yeah. I mean, it's coming back to the word you were just saying spaciousness. Yeah. It's giving your new thing, the space right to be whatever it's meant to be. Right. And 
your expectation of what you think it should be may not be what it actually is. Right. And so allowing it to have its own aura, its own space to grow and to shift and to change how it needs to. Yep. Allowing yourself to go with it without the constraints that it has to be something because it may be something different. Yeah. What you think it has to be. Absolutely. And most people know, like the first time you launch something, it, you know, it's going to compound the energy is just going to keep building or it's going to change, but there's, it's unpredictable. Right. And so it is what it is. And that's kind of, it's so funny. So Emma and I were like chatting about this and then she starts doing this whole human design thing. Cause like Michael and I are launching this program and I'm probably the only freak on the land that was so excited that our launch didn't go the way we thought it was going to go because I'm so obsessed with energetics that I was like, oh, it's about, this is an opportunity to like dive in and see where is, where are, where are we not aligned? Like, and this is the stuff that I love doing. So it was like an exciting moment. Yeah. It was not like maybe the ideal result that we had wanted, you know? And um, so I'm going to have Emma share some of her expertise that she shared with me that I thought was so fascinating. But basically what happened is Michael and I are launching this new program, which is now called the Empath Entrepreneur Accelerator. And I think we had like 115-ish, I don't know the exact number. It was like around 115 people sign up for the masterclass. And so when that happens, you kind of like predictably can tell like, you know, what the base number might be. And so we did have people sign up, um, but it was not the energy was off. And like, even some of the people that signed up at first, like, I think they were probably served in a different program, just based on what their needs were, you know, it's like signed up and it's like, okay. And it just, it wasn't the number that we thought. And it wasn't, like you said earlier, it was not just like a financial situation. It was like, the energy of this program needs to be a certain way in this container for the people to get the value out of it that they're meant to get out of it. And this is a paradigm shift, something that we're teaching. So it's not like we're not going heavy into the, if things are going wrong for you this way, you need this program. Like when it's a paradigm shifter, that's not the energy you're approaching it. And and a lot of times, because that's how things have been marketed for however many years or whatever, centuries, I don't know, like that's what's that fear-based marketing. And that that's not what this is. Ironically, when like, it just wasn't going as we thought it was, it was like, let's dive into the energetics of it. The name was energetically off. And then when we took a hard look at stuff, it was like, holy shit, like, man, a lot of how we wrote some of this copy to enroll people was kind of fear-based. Fear around marketing, fear around sales. And like, That could be the experience that someone's having right now, but that isn't really what it's about. It's about the transformation and the result. And so it was super fascinating. And when you're launching something, there's so many moving parts to it that like sometimes you just don't see things clearly until after the fact. And it was like, we made the decision to just dive into the energetics of it. And I like, again, the nerd in me comes out. I'm so, I'm like having such a blast with this what you told me about, like, I like to find the answer. How did you say that? Did I say that you have doubt and you need to have the answer or that? I know that I'm driven by needing an answer for things. Oh, I just found my notes on it. Yeah. So one of mine is like, I'm driven by needing an answer for things. And I was like, oh my God, like explain so much like the entrepreneur energetic sessions that I do. But 
this was like my, like the energetics are like my way of finding the answer of like, what's not aligned. And so the crazy part, which is not crazy at all, because this is the energy system that we're in is the second that we dive into this, what starts happening. People start signing up. Well, they start reaching out being like, oh my God, I know it's past the deadline. Can we sign up now? And then those people that were signing up were like the exact energetic match of where they're at in their life and what they're wanting to get out of it. And a couple of the original people that I thought maybe perhaps would be better served in a different program ended up self-selecting out. So it was like the energy completely organized itself when we took a look at all of that. And that's even something new for me. Like three years ago, I wouldn't even have done that. Like looked at the energetics of what just happened. Well, and it's looking at too, when you have two people that are in the midst of doing something, I mean, I remember on that call, we weren't intending necessarily to go here, but as you nerd out on energetics, I nerd out on human design. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, it would be so interesting if we had Michael's chart and you're like, oh, I'm like, I do. I do. I'll send it to you. And being able to look at and see like, who is your partner yeah. and are you both showing up? in a way that is supporting yourself and supporting the other person, right? So right. you have this need to, and you're motivated by making an impact. Like that's the thing that you care the most about when you're talking about a program. That yeah. may not be the same thing for Michael. And so understanding what it is that you're motivated by, that you're driven by, how you operate just generally, right? Are you somebody who responds to life? Do you need a yes, no? Do you have a lot of energy? Are you somebody who is meant to guide and refine the process and improve and maybe doesn't have as much energy? Like what expectations are you both showing up with for the other person and for yourself? And are they actually supportive for that other person's expectations. Yeah. And you know, yeah. if that, per if the other person is motivated by being seen or by money or by, by all of them, yep. then it's okay, cool. Like we can have this different kind of conversation and we can help elevate you in this other way so that you're being supported and what feels best for you. I'm being supported because you're hearing me of what I care the most about. I don't really care about being seen as much. And if that's your thing, great. Like you take the lead there. I'm going to take the lead here. And, oh, you learn by like needing to dive in and learn all the things and feel like you're really well prepared. Cool. Not me. Right. I learn by going and doing and trying it out. And so how can we pair those together where you're able to do the work ahead of time and read and feel prepared while you're also giving me the space to kind of try it out and see what works and kind of make changes along the way as I'm learning what works best for me in this yep. process. And so getting to getting the, the lay of the land of not only yourself, but your partner is also going to help create that, that co like cohesiveness. cohesiveness. Yeah. With each other and with the program, because now you're able to, to, to do what's best for you and for the other person. 
And that congruence will be able like that energetically can be felt by others. Yeah. That, and I never thought of that whole thing until, I mean, so we get on the phone where I, I we get on the phone cause I'm trying to support you. And then you end up yeah. just like, great. But yeah, because I remember you, you told, I have it written down in Harry, like Michael's he's driven by amplifying the good in others and being involved with others, which I have the love of being involved in with others too. So we share that, but his is by amplifying the good of others. And I remember where you're in Sedona and I was like giving him this whole reading and he's like, how did you know all this? And I'm like, I didn't, Emma did. Um, but he was like, well, of course I like to amplify the good in others. And, and he, like, he literally put his hand on his chest when he was saying that, like, but of course. And I was like, right. But not everyone else is that way. And it's like, he couldn't even recognize that. Like, it's hard for me to recognize that other people wouldn't want to make an impact because that's my thing. Right. Totally. But that's what I talk to, especially like sensitive entrepreneurs. Like there is a, there is a part of your essence that comes so organically and naturally to you that you don't even understand that it's a gift that you're sharing to others because it is just so ingrained in who you are. And human design is a great way to take a step back and understand that, but also on your own to just take a step back and be like, what are some of the ways that I am? Because those ways are not common. They're not, not everybody has them, you know? And so that was such a gift to be able to take a step back and like, see like, where's the compatibility between us. And there was a lot of it, which thanks to you, I understood at the end, but then like Michael and I had to go through that on our own because we realized like the compatibility of our populations, is that there? That was like the first thing energetically I went through. And I have this like sheet in front of me, like, (laughs) because I'm like, okay, what, what's, what do we have in common in this group? Okay. The people who are entrepreneurs in both of our respective groups of clients, this is for them. Next, empaths and intuitives. They're both of those things, right? But then Michael's group, he works with people who are empaths and entrepreneurs who become, sorry, empaths and intuitives who become entrepreneurs, okay? So then my people are very few of them have spiritual intuitive businesses. They are entrepreneurs who are also empaths and intuitives. And so there's like a difference there. And so then we had to like go through the energetics of that, like much like you were doing for Michael and I, and it's like, is there a bridge? Yes, there is. Because what we're providing this shift into this new paradigm applies to both of those people. But it's like, that might not have been true. And my heart was kind of like sinking as I was going through this to be like, is there a bridge between these two populations? And the answer was yes. And then it felt energetically much cleaner, but we hadn't done that process prior to this. And he and I, like our own energetics, that things were flowing well between us, but I hadn't taken a step back to look at the energetics like you did from a human design perspective. Yeah. Which is always nice, I think, because maybe I'm biased, but because it's so much more objective, right? We're taking, we're taking the feelings out of it. Yep. And we're just saying, who are you? Mm -hmm. Who are you at your core? And at the same time, what becomes really important is not only for you to recognize what comes so easily and perfectly for you and be able to nurture that and bring that out into the world and it's really important for you to then also recognize that not everybody has that as well. Yeah. Because as you were saying, and as Michael, it sounded like he was conveying too, was 
oh, I just assumed that everybody had this too, or everybody felt this way too. Right. And I think that is such a great lesson for all of us to learn is that no, we're not all the same. We are all unique in our own ways with our own experiences. And even within our human design, rarely are two people the same. And even when people are the same, their experiences can be very different and shape them into different people. And so being able to recognize what is, what is unique and consistent for you Mm -hmm. and for your partner, whether your partner is a business partner or a romantic partner or a friend or whomever, and being able to nurture both and recognize both and support both. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, that's okay too. But being able to recognize that and say, okay, I can't support you in all of these things because I just don't get it or I don't want to. Yep. And when that's the case, well, maybe you don't partner then. Right. And you find a partner that you can. It's again, finding the, finding the energetic, like coherence. Well, there's an ease that happens with that. And that's kind of the central theme of everything we've been talking about, because when you got to that space, your internal transition, there was an ease with which your program started filling up and then the program is now running. And that's kind of like one of the key energies, like energetic results of when you know you're in alignment in this era is like that energy of ease. 100%. If you feel like you're forcing or you're making something happen, or you have to work really hard because that's where you get the badge. Like those are all key themes of the old era energetics that are just not really going to be rewarded moving forward, that we're really moving into this time of being able to say yes to the things that we love and being able to support ourselves in the life that we're meant to have which is ease filled. It's not easy, right? but it's ease no. filled. Okay. There's a flow. No, it was not easy. Yeah. Like when the, when the no. launch was not going as Michael and I expected, it was not fucking easy. It was hard. We were like brokenhearted. Cause we're like, we, we are so excited to move the energy with what we're sharing. And we know there is a need for it. And we were like, everything was flowing so well until it wasn't And that moment was heartbreaking, but that's the moment where you get to choose to stay committed and to work through it in a way that's not forcing it, which would be old era, but to like be vulnerable. Like, like this little diagram that I did was like, is this even viable? Like, did we somehow miss that this isn't viable? And that is not at all. It did not end up being the truth. Right. But like, there was even in going through some of these exercises, some energetics that cleared up and going through it at first was, you know, scary. Cause like, I don't know the answers to this and I want to know the answers apparently, but then it's like, then it got fun. And then it made so much sense. And then it's like, and some of you have probably had launches like, oh my God, like, thank God that did not work out the way that I wanted it to at that point in time, because it would have been a mess. It wouldn't have worked long-term, you know? Totally. And this is going back to what you were saying at the beginning about authenticity and transparency mm-hmm. of going through this process and being super authentic and transparent with yourself and with your partner of 
okay, did we get it right? Or did we miss something? Like, let's be really vulnerable yeah. and get down to the, the core of it, core of us, yeah. of what this is about and what maybe we missed. Right. And being able to be authentic and transparent, which then when you're in, when you're authentic and transparent in creating it, then you're going to feel that when it goes out into the world, right? because it's the essence of what it is. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole thing. I think it's in, well, it's in one of the entrepreneurship classes that I just launched, but like, I talk about agendas, energetic agendas. And the truth is that most of our energetic agendas are to protect ourselves, And so that's why in the past, you've seen so many emails come out like, we're going to keep the card open for 48 hours due to technical glitch. Because like, they don't want to look like failures, you know, instead of just being transparent of like, we're not ready to close this thing, you know, and the way of responding that we get to choose to be different this time is like, even if you have moments of like, oh, I feel like a failure. Oh, I feel like a loser. Oh my God. Is like, you can listen to that voice or you can start peeling back the layers, feeling the feelings, taking some little steps, looking at the energetics and like crawl your way back into alignment (laughs) or leap your way back or jump or be carried by spirit, whatever it is. Instead of, because before really what that's doing is when you are essentially lying or covering your ass saying like, we're going to keep it open for this. It's that agenda of self-protection. And really that is so unaligned. It's a tied to perfectionism. I won't get into the whole thing right here, but that is choosing the agenda of self-protection. And what this era is all about is authenticity and we can't be in authenticity. Emma just took a huge deep breath, everyone. You couldn't hear it. I saw it, but that means alignment. You can't, to prioritize authenticity, it, it might mean that at moments you don't look like the most successful person or um, whatever, but people feel it. It is an energy now, especially with this energetic shift that we've gone through with these planets, like people feel it. And so someone might not sign up for your thing, your program, whatever it is that you're offering your service, because they feel that energy contrast that's happening within you. But when you say like, this is what's going on, most people are going to get behind that. They still want to learn from you. They still want to hear from you. They still want to be around you because that's an energy of flow, actually, even though it doesn't feel like things are flowing, you have like self-integrity to what you're saying and who you're showing up as, especially for people that are teaching stuff like this. Yes. Yes. And it's doing, it's doing the process authentically too. Right. Right. So each step of the way you're doing it authentically to you. So if launching it and having the car open for a certain amount of time feels unknown and scary and it doesn't feel good, we'll do it a different way. Right. You don't have to do it that way if that way doesn't feel good to you. And if you do send out an email that's like, hey, we're keeping the card open because we don't have the number we want or whatever. Also, are you sending that with the energy of transparency and authenticity? Or are you sending it with the energy of, you know, maybe I want people to feel bad for me and so that they're going to sign up? Like, is there a manipulation energy there? Right. Just like we can use so many of these things for positive or for negative. Right. And 
I don't even really see that as necessarily a bad thing because that's how we can learn, right? right. I've used many things as excuses uh, or for negative reasons, which I didn't think were at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went through that, that experience and was like, oh, I see what I did there, right? Like that didn't create flow. So if something doesn't create flow, doesn't create ease, mm-hmm. it's likely there wasn't authenticity or there wasn't transparency. It wasn't for you. It's not in alignment. And it's giving you a clue to help you get back on your path. That's going to give you ease and going to give you alignment. And you may have to find space before you're able to fully get back on that path. So you may have to go through a void. You may have to shed some beliefs in order to get back to that authentic, truly authentic version of you. So you can, you can move forward in the way that you want to. Sorry to like bring, I feel like I brought the energy down with that, but I think it's also really important to share that we can use everything for good or for bad. And that's also okay. As long as we do it with awareness so that we can kind of make a choice moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And another reframe to that would be like shadow or light, but it's important to say that because sometimes you can look through the energetics of things and it's just still not moving. And that's, you know, that's when we're entering void territories, go listen to the career void situation that I talked about. (laughs) Another one, Emma's raising her hand because that's, that's what happens. Like, you know, and I think it was the last episode or a couple ago, you know, I talked about how like in life, you're not going to just drive one car. You're not going to just drive one quote vehicle to service in your lifetime. And so We might think that the thing that we're working on is like the hot shit thing that's going to like, you know, impact the world and everything else. And it just might not be that way. I had a moment earlier, like total and and utter transparency. I have started channeling children's books, which hello is not anything I ever intended to do. It's not something I asked for. They're coming through. And I have started having anxiety attacks, which is what happens when I don't let spirit through because I've been blocking it. And it's like, that's not a vehicle that I was ever even, I didn't even know that was like a possibility for me. And so we don't know always what vehicles we're going to be given in life, but if one, you just keep trying to jumpstart and it's just not happening, you can work on the energetics until you're blue in the face, but we have such little control compared to spirit that in that moment, if you feel like you've gone through the energetics of something and it's still not happening, like it's time to look at some other vehicles or just be open to the possibility that there might be other vehicles trying to come through to you that you are not allowing because you're so focused on this one Ferrari that you think is like the thing. Yes. And her children's books are amazing. So we all are so excited for when they do come out into the world. If anyone Um, listened to this and they can help me with. Yeah. Send all the hell for children's books to Molly. (laughs) That's what she's manifesting currently. Asian, a publisher, what the hell happens? I don't know anything about children's books. Well, this is going to help, I think. Spirits helping. Well, I was not expecting to share that, but anyway. That maybe we needed to in order to get you on that path so you don't have to have anxiety attacks (sighs) anymore. True, true. But with that, I mean, one of the people in the, my animal communication container is a friend from high school that we've known each other for 20 years. And she said, I never thought you would ever do this. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you are because now I can do it. And she's like, I never thought I would do this. Yep. And so to your vehicle point, not in a million years would I've expected that I would have become an animal communicator, human design, entrepreneur person. 
never did. I didn't want it. it. It wasn't part of my life plan. Yeah. And yet here we are. And had I stayed in corporate and all the things, yeah, I might have a bunch of money, but I would also be sick and, and bitter and all sorts of things. So yeah. Yeah. Follow the flow. Well, thank you so much for your WOW words of wisdom. I appreciate it and had so much fun the first time we talked and this time. And so for those of you who are interested, go to Emma's website. What's the address again? I mean, I'll drop it below, but um, it's connected-consciousness.com connected-consciousness.com. So if you want to um, get an animal reading, so I had two animals pass in the last six months and it was brutal and grueling. And Emma was definitely so helpful in that process of just moving through grief and um, communicating with them and connecting with them. So if you'd like that, go to her website. And then also, of course, the human design, which is so helpful as a career woman anyway, whether you're internal, you know, at, at a job or, um, an entrepreneur too. And then Michael and I, we, on April 6th, we are having a, um, a second masterclass. He hates the word masterclass, but we really haven't dialed into a word that we like, but it's like you said, like course and something. Yeah, totally. So yeah. I'm also, if anyone's listening, this is a better word, but, um, it's going to be the top six shifts to make as an empath entrepreneur in the new era. So it's, some super cool stuff. And we'll also explain a little bit of the program that we're launching in that. And he's going to do one of his freaking crazy, amazing meditations in it. So I'm excited to experience that. So it's April 6th. I'll drop the link below in the show notes for anyone who wants to sign up. And then the empath entrepreneur accelerator is starting April 12th. So for those of you who are both the empath and the entrepreneur, who would like to cross this bridge into the new era energies and leave behind some of the oh, just old, <laughs> old ways. I'm leave sure. them behind. We don't want them anymore. <laughs> I know. You know, you, I feel the feeling when I said oh that. Me too. So thank you so much, Emma, for your time and your energy yeah. and your wisdom. And obviously we'll be back on here again because we riff all the time and, you know. <laughs> so Anytime. Anytime. We need to share some of it. All right. Thank you. Bye.